everybody. It's another episode of The Suzy Show, where we discuss tech and teaching with a little Southern twang. Now, on with the show. Hey there, it's Suzy Lolly, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm going to address the myth that You can't use technology in your classroom unless everyone has a device. It's just absolutely not true. So let's talk about some practical classroom experience I have, and then I'm going to give you some ideas for how to use your technology that you do have in a productive way and how to even get more. So I taught middle and high school for 11 years, and the setup of my classroom was this. First of all, I was in trailer land, so to all my mobile or cottage people, whatever yours are called, uh, just a shout out to you. But in that mobile classroom, I had a laptop lab. Now that sounds like, oh my gosh, Susie had a laptop for everybody. No, I did not. In a class of 30 students, I had at maximum 24 laptops. The problem is that they were old. I had earned them for... um, doing a program called Teach 21 that our district offered, and at the time, they were the thing. Um, But at this point, they were very slow to boot. They, you know, didn't hold a charge all the time. And so while I could use some of those those laptops, I really, if I needed to just do something quick, those were not what I was going to. Those are more for extended projects. Um, So what I used on a daily basis were my two desktops. I had one iPad that I had earned for my classroom. We'll talk more about that later. And then, guess what? Students have a phone in their pocket. How about we hijack it for our purposes? You know, as much as we say, don't bring your phone, leave it in your locker, leave it in your backpack, it's going to go off. They're going to be texting in their laps. So if I have a purposeful activity for them to do, then I'm hijacking their technology for my purpose. I just want to dispel the myth. I hear it all the time that, you know, our school's not one-to-one. We can't do. We can't do that. We can't do this. And so you don't have to be one-to-one to be able to use technology in your classroom. I did it. So let me just give you some quick ideas. First of all, um, I have a hero. I have several heroes in the education world, but one of them is Laura Randazzo. She is a, a fellow lit teacher, and she actually sells on Teachers Pay Teachers. So if you want to go check her out, um, I will link to that in the show notes. Um, but Laura is uh, developed something called a quizzer. And a quizzer is just a one-question quiz that you can ask to see if students read something the night before. So I was a language arts teacher, high school English most recently. And so, for example, I was teaching Huck Finn. And um, every day that students would come in, we had read part of the chapter in class, but then part of it they had to finish at home, maybe 10 pages or something. And so... Um, I would give them a one-question quizzer. And the way I did that was if they had a phone, they pulled it out. On any given day, I might have five students out of 30 who did not have a phone, okay? But I'm going to give you ideas even if that's not the case. So two students would go get on my desktops. I'd give one student my iPad. And then the rest of them would either use their phone or a friend's phone, okay? And I had no problem with that. Um, Because the quiz was only one question, I could give them maybe three minutes to answer the question. You either knew it or you didn't. Um, I've discovered that students really aren't very good cheaters. Um, They either will draw attention to themselves by taking too long by looking at another screen or, um, you know, they're just maybe, you know, taking too long to do the question. And so what I did was I just walked around as they were quizzing and students would be finished in a minute or two on that one question. And then I was able to have all this data for this quiz very quickly. 
If you have Canvas Learning Management System, which we do in our district, then you also could pull something called an access report if you were worried that they might be cheating on their phone. But guys, if it's a one question quiz and the kid's taking 10 minutes, you know something's wrong. Just go stand by them and you can kind of figure out what's going on. What else could you use with that technology? Um, with their phones, again, as the primary device, we would play games like Socrative or Kahoot. Now, students see them as games, but I use them for really purposeful formative assessment. For instance, we read, um, we did a unit on realism and we read To Build a Fire um, and some other pieces on like the gold rush and survival, you know, the, the, um, the celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County, different stories like that. And I just wanted to make sure that they understood the content. So I would pull um, something off of, you know, a website that has related texts such as Common Lit or Tween Tribune. And when you would pull that text, then have the students take a little Socrative quiz about that text. Again, you're getting formative data. They're using their own device. And when they're done, they can share. If you make the, the beauty of it, if you make the quiz is short enough, then when I'm done, I can give my friend my phone and they're able to do it as well. Okay. What else could you do with phones? You also could do Poll Everywhere. One of my favorite activities I ever did with Poll Everywhere was I did one-on-one -on -one debates and they were quick debates. I think they were about three minutes. And I had students research a topic related to something we were about to read. So great ones are like ethical issues. Just, you know, you know your audience, what type of ethical issue you can get into. But um, maybe something like uniforms in school. Um, and so you had students do a little research for that mini debate. They debated each other one-on-one, -on -one, but each group only got like a minute. So I have a minute to make my point. You have a minute to make your point. And then we have 30 second rebuttal time, three minutes. At the end of three minutes, I moved down the line and all the other kids had to vote on who won. Okay, both students got a grade for participating in the debate and their research, but then I gave bonus points to the winner of the debate. I thought that gave them some cool motivation. Um, a second way you could use Poll Everywhere is to vote for video project winners. So anytime you want to give your students purpose and meaning and get them to do a good project for you, they have to have a better audience than just Mrs. Lolly, okay? They like you maybe, <laughs> but they really like if their peers are invested in what they're doing and what they're, uh, they're going to be creating. And so if you ever do video projects in your classroom, have students use Poll Everywhere to vote for the video project winners. I used to call them um, Lolly's Red Carpet Awards, and I would just have, you know, some business partner donate a trophy. You could give them a sticker. They really don't care. But the fact that they won and that students could vote for that from their phones was really purposeful. Now, the last time I was in the classroom was four years ago. I now do instructional technology for our county, so I'm in lots of classrooms. If I had the technology now that I had back then, Again, still not in a one-to-one -one environment. I would have added these pieces of technology. First of all, the OneNote app. Y'all, I am on the OneNote love boat. If you have not used OneNote with your students, you need to stop this podcast and you need to go set it up. If you go to OneNoteForTeachers.com, you can find all kinds of interactive guides and specifically look up the class notebook. What the class notebook does is it gives students three sections of a notebook and you're imagining this is like a three-ring binder. Um, they have a content library section, which is where you can put the look, don't touch things. You know, if you don't want them to modify, you know, how long they have to be in class or your grading policy, you put that in your content library and they can read it, but they can't change it. The second section in a, in a class notebook is called the collaboration space. And that's where group work is amazing. And then the third section gives each child a private two-way notebook where only they and you can communicate and you can do grading and things like that. 
If you um, have phones in your classroom, which again, students have them in their pockets, I would highly recommend that they get the OneNote app. If you have a learning management system, again, we have Canvas. Students can do quizzing, grades, discussions, work straight from that app. I know that most LMSs have an app and students are always going to, when you introduce them to a new product, they want to see if there's an app for that. So that, you know, that iPhone slogan has really stuck with all of us and changed our thinking. So if you can get students to download their LMS app, I highly recommend that. And then finally, all of the Office apps and all of the Google apps are free. So whatever your district is promoting, either, you know, Word, PowerPoint, all that, or if you are at Google and you're using Google Slides and um, Google Docs, then there are free Office apps for all of that. So if I had the technology in my classroom now, again, just phones, not really focusing on one-to-one, -one, I would have them get those apps. Now you might be saying, that's great, Susie, but still not every kid has a phone and sometimes I wanna do a more sustained project and I can't go all the way to the, to the computer lab. So let's talk about how you could get some more technology for your classroom. I don't know if you've ever taught high school, but here's the difference between a high school teacher and an elementary school teacher on Teacher Appreciation Week. Presence. <laughs> uh, I've never taught elementary school, but I have several friends who do. And they cannot even carry home all the gifts they get for Teacher Appreciation Week. Um, mine were very easy to carry. And I don't think it was just because I was a high school teacher uh, that they didn't like. In general, in high school, you think nobody's going to donate anything to me. But I have proven that wrong. I did on Donors Choose, which, you know, you need to follow your district's guidelines for using that. But on Donors Choose, you can create a project and you can get it funded by people in the community, people who don't know you. And so I was able to get an iPad donated to my classroom just by going on Donors Choose. You know, I, I presented the project, told them why we needed it. Um, I did some training on the one iPad classroom and um, just different ways that that one iPad could be central to my classroom. And guess what? I got it donated. And just four or five people giving helped me to get the technology I needed. So don't feel like if you're an upper grades teacher or if you're in a, an area that doesn't have a lot of money that you can't get technology. You can get it and donors choose is just one way. The second way is old phone donations. I don't know about you, but I can think of two phones I have in my drawer right now. If you have phones that can get on Wi-Fi, but don't, you know, you're not using them as a phone anymore, why not either bring those to your own classroom or have parents send them in? And then you can get on things like Socrative, like Kahoot, and actually they'll probably load faster because those are the only things you're doing with the phone. So just consider maybe using old phones and repurposing those to be BYOD, BYLD, as we call it in our district, um, different types of bring your own technology devices. And finally, if you want more technology, use what you got. I always tell my schools that are not one-to-one, -one, the way we're going to prove that we deserve one-to-one -one is by blowing the top off of user stats. If there's a teacher next door use, using technology, you use it more. If there's a school down the, the way using technology, have your school use it more. And then when the district does have money to give, does have you know funds to allocate, maybe they'll just allocate it to you because you're using it to earn it. Do you have other ideas for what you can do if you don't have enough technology in your classroom or creative ways to use the technology you do have, including hijacking those students' phones? I'd love to hear from you. So please go leave a comment and I'll get in touch with you soon.